It's Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s world, and we are just living in it. Let's talk about him next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Wednesday, April 28th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., not once, not twice, but thrice. A triple dong. Three home runs on Tuesday, with two of those coming off of Max Scherzer. Scott, just how good can Vladimir Guerrero Jr. be, and should you entertain sell-high trade offers right now? I don't think you should. In fact, I was just writing that earlier in the day prior to this three-homer game that uh, the launch angle problems appear to be fixed. His ground ball rate is well below 50%. Uh, That's allowing him to make the most of that high, high high-end exit velocity that we knew him to have, and the great bat-to-ball skills that we knew him to have. And it's it's just all coming together the way we long hoped it would. And I think it's very likely at this time, well, heading into next season, we're going to be drafting him in the first round. So I would be very reluctant to give up that kind of upside. Uh, I, I, I don't really have any any concerns that he's going to bottom out here. So far in the season, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., in addition to just hitting awesome, he's got a 360 batting average and all these home runs. He has more walks than strikeouts as well. It really is just everything coming together for Vlad. Do not try and sell high on him. Kenta Maeda, should you sell low? Is that a thing? Uh, at the Cleveland Indians on Tuesday, five and two-thirds, five earned runs. He allowed 11 hard-hit balls. The ERA is now 6.56 from Maeda. Scott, what do we do with him? I think you hold the fact that there's a two-start week coming up makes it difficult for me to say sit. I, I kind of wish you could do that if you're in a position to with the kind of pitching depth. Uh, he, he needs to get right, obviously. But the the decreased velocity in his last start, that, that turned out to be just a blip. The velocity was fine in this one. So that's the good news. The bad news is his changeup isn't playing like it's supposed to. It, the whiff rate is like half of what it was last year. So I don't know what's wrong with that pitch. But I think that's a minor enough correction that given his experience and his track record of success, Maeda is going to be able to, to figure that out in time. It's just difficult to trust right now. Yeah. For Kent Maeda, I'm not sure that he's going to return top 15 starting pitcher value that we hoped for coming into the season. But if he figures things out, get things down below four ERA, then I do think he can be a top 25 is starting pitcher rest of season. Chris Paddock, the final line, not great on Tuesday, five and a third, five runs, three of those were earned, five strikeouts. But Chris, uh, Scott, you had a note on Chris Paddock that you wanted to share. Yes, I did. I, I thought he looked like he might be figuring things out before that, that last, that bumpy last inning. His, the spin rate on his fastball was 141 RPM higher than what he had been averaging this season. And that, that got the RPM to what he averaged in his rookie season. Remember where he was a really good pitcher. Uh, that fastball needs to be a certain level of effectiveness for his changeup to play up like we know it can. And it's a really good pitch, but there, there needs to be a decent fastball to pair with it. He had been working on regaining the RPM on his fastball from his rookie season. It was something that was pointed out to him prior to the season. He was watching old video, trying to get the delivery right, trying to recapture that. And perhaps, maybe it was just a work in progress. Maybe it was something he wasn't going to fix overnight, but it would take some time because it certainly looked like it was back in this start. And it may actually be to your benefit if you don't have Paddock that the final line ended up not looking so great because the person who has Paddock may be on the verge of dropping him at this point. You could make him, you, you could buy him for really, really low. And 
you know, I wouldn't want to pay too much for Paddock because it's kind of just a theory right now, but there, there was definitely some good signs in this start. And it was also the first time that Victor Caratini was catching Chris Paddock this season. And Caratini also caught Joe Musgrove's no-hitter, and he's worked exclusively with Hugh Darvish. So maybe there's something there as well for one Chris Paddock. We usually like to hit on at least one waiver wire pitcher or hitter on these podcasts, Scott. And Jake Junis, I think, is that guy because you've been talking him up for a while. Six and two-thirds of two-run ball, nine strikeouts against the Pirates. He is only 30% rostered. What should that number be? I think it should double, probably, at least after this start. This is the start that's going to put a lot of people over the fence because uh, get them all the way to the other side of the fence, I guess. Because three of the last four starts, Junis has been excellent and racking up whiffs with that new cutter. Seemed like he had a a perfect delivery for that pitch and he added it this spring and it's gotten great results. There was the bad start against the Rays last time out, but him bouncing back this way suggests to me that that was more the exception in that he really is onto something with this cutter and there's enough upside here that he probably needs to be rostered in most leagues. And I think another pitcher that should be rostered in most leagues is Framber Valdez, who is set to face hitters and is quote way ahead of schedule. He's dealt with that fractured finger before the season, uh, according to pitching coach Brent Strom. So we could be getting Framber Valdez back at some point in May, only 57% rostered in CBS leagues. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. If you enjoyed the pod, please leave a five-star review on Apple. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. 